by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. The international research vessel, the Tara, sailed out of Cape Town on Tuesday after spending some 12 days in the city. It had just completed the 12th leg of its two-year voyage around the South Atlantic on a mission to study oceanic microbiomes. The expedition is part of the European Atlanteco program and involves 42 research structures and some 200 scientists, including from South Africa. The 34-meter schooner is equipped with three labs and collects and analyzes both air and sea samples. So far, it's traveled to the coast of Chile, Brazil and Argentina, as well as the Weddell Sea in the Antarctic. Well, last weekend I visited the team on the boat in the V&A waterfront and began by speaking to Dr. Paula Uber, a marine microbial ecologist from the Federal University of Sao Carlos in Brazil. She was chief scientist on the Amazonia Lake and part of the team that travelled from Chile to Cape Town. Paula said they're studying microorganisms that live in the water, which could be anything from bacteria to the big phytoplankton and zooplankton. For example, the phytoplankton is are the primary producer. They can produce a photosynthesis, and they are responsible for more or less 50 percent of the oxygen in the atmosphere. So we can compare the phytoplankton of the ocean as the big uh, rainforest, uh, as in Amazon, for example. So they are really important for all the life in the ocean, but also for other ecology, other biochemical processes in the atmosphere. They're looking not only at the diversity and function of these microorganisms, but also how they interact with each other. Paolo says that on the transatlantic crossing, they also studied eddies that form mainly because of the different currents in the ocean. The leg from Chile to Cape Town was mainly focused to study anomaly in the ocean. One of these anomaly we can say ring that the water is flowing in circular and this water is completely different of the water around. So, for example, you can find some community of phytoplankton of microorganisms inside the rings that are completely different from the community outside the rings. And the importance of these uh, rings is that they are generated mainly in the coast and they bring all the community to the center of the ocean. So the communities travel inside these rings. With the climate change, for example, uh, the current also starts to change. So if we can know and we can predict what will happen if the temperature increase and the salinity change, we can predict what will happen. UCT Junior Research Fellow Dr. Emma Rock is the Chief Scientist on the 13th leg, which is going up to Namibia, and is also a marine microbial ecologist. She explained why, on this leg, they're going to be looking at the Benguela upwelling, a process in which deep, cold water rises to the surface of the ocean. It's a very highly productive region, one of the most productive in the world. So these deep waters are upwelled to the surface. They're rich in nutrients. 
They create huge algae blooms, red tides, as many people have seen off the coast of the St. Helena Bay here in South Africa. Um, and this is a great source for fish and whales. There's all sorts of biodiversity here. So it's incredibly important for the economy as well. And what we would like to do for the Atlanteco project itself is looking at the microbiome. So this is the very base of the food chain, but it's integral for marine life. Without the microbiome, there would be no life in the ocean. So if you were to put all the ocean biomass together and add it all up, including whales and fish and everything, 90 to 98% of it would be microbes. So very little is known about the microbiome, especially in this region. So we essentially want to get a sense of what the picture looks like and how certain features along the coast are affecting it. Emma said current climate change models don't factor in microbes, but they believe modeling outputs would look quite different if oceanic microbiomes were included. One of the main objectives of their project is to provide the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change with a report guiding it on how to incorporate microbes into its models. On this next leg, they're also going to be looking at how nutrients and pollution in the Orange River impact the Atlantic. So there's, as we know, there's a lot of mining activity, um, microplastics, excess nutrients. These are all things that will impact the microbiome and therefore the productivity of this region. So we're really interested in seeing how things are affected there. We're certainly expecting to find um, microplastics. I'm very interested to see what the microbiome looks like. And honestly, this has never been looked at. So we're hoping... A bit like in our bodies, there's a good microbes and there are bad microbes. And the more pollutants, heavy metals, microplastics we don't know yet, that you inject into the ocean, the more you get sort of less helpful bacteria that appear. So we're hoping we don't find those, but that may be the case. That was Dr. Paolo Uber and Dr. Emma Rock, scientists on the research vessel the Tara, which left Cape Town on Tuesday to travel up the west coast of Africa. And that's it for this week from Eaglin's Crook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.